Hey, Samia. Hey, Summer. Let's have a matcha talk. Assalamu alaikum. Alrighty, on that note, we are in our very comfy spots. And I don't actually have my matcha with me. Do you have some matcha with you today? I had intended to make it today, but you have failed. To set all of this up here right now, um, I think I had water and it's all gone like half an hour ago. So, inshallah, next time, matcha is gonna happen. We will have our matcha next time. Yes. So, tell me otherwise, what happened? Yeah, so a lot happened with me last week. And the reason why I wanted to share it, because I kind of want to talk to ev- I want everyone to know this. Because, you know, like you go through something which is like bad and painful. You don't want other people to go through that too. Yeah, that's kind so of like where... warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is like a big warning thing. I talked about my health issues before and I warn people about some symptoms to look out for when it comes to thyroid issues. I have Hashimoto's, which is an underactive thyroid. And so I recently went to my regular checkup, which I go through a naturopath. And I was actually not feeling good ever since Ramadan. Like things were not good. Things were going crazy. I was experiencing newer symptoms. Like I had this anxiety episode that lasted for two and a half weeks, which has never happened to me my whole life. So, I mean, needless to say, I was kind of freaked out. And that was not the cause of my anxiety episode. That was just me like, what is going on with my body? Even though I had energy, but I was still slow and a lot of the other symptoms. But it turns out that what you eat and how you eat is very, very important. Like it is so. Hold on. Just a copy. So you mean Ami was right all along our whole lives. What I'm about to say, though, would, would say that maybe maybe not in its entirety, maybe not in its practice, but obviously, yeah, moms know everything, and Ami was totally right on time. <laughs> the, you know, like, if, if you have been following me for a while, um, then you know that I already have a restrictive diet because of my Hashimoto's, right? I have sensitivities, so I don't eat gluten, grain, dairy, soy, etc., etc. And so I was like, okay, I'm doing fine. So whatever all of that entails i'm not eating a lot already right like i cannot have broccoli or anything like that either so i'm like okay so i'm gonna enjoy everything else that i can have obviously and i love fruits and ramadan is a time for fruits and so here is my body right like i had a great ramadan actually i will say last year i did not fast and this year i had a great ramadan but i didn't know this whole time my body was actually like attacking itself because I wasn't eating properly because you're fasting. You're not eating properly. Yeah. And so my body's already under that stress. And then I was having fruits, which is high in glycemic. What is that word? Index, which means that when you eat them, your body consumes them really quickly and takes their sugar into the bloodstream really quickly. Which you're left with like an energy withdrawal. Basic, I'm still trying to understand what that really means because I just got this news and it's been a huge change. But it's basically, it has to do with your insulin levels. So when your body's like, oh my God, sugar, it releases insulin. Insulin rushes to it. And it's like, all right, I got to digest that down now. And so what, what you don't want, insulin shouldn't be rushing to it. Insulin should be walking. It's chilling. <laughs> it's like... I'm coming, I'll be right there. But it's like it's constantly on this mode and eventually there's so much high low of it that it begins to affect you physically. 
And I didn't know that. And let me tell you, one of my favorite fruits that I've eaten for Ramadan for like the past five or six years has been watermelon. I love watermelon. Like I would eat watermelon for suhoor. And I would like, that's the best. And <laughs> it is best. But if you have issues like I do already, and even if you don't have issues, it is actually not the best to eat for suhoor. Because when you have things that are really high in that glycemic index, you have to eat them with fat or protein so that your body doesn't freak out. So I didn't know any of this. And I'm like, oh my God, people need to know this. Because that's how eventually people end up developing type 2 diabetes and things like that. And if you already have an autoimmune disorder, then you have to be even more careful because then your chances of getting an autoimmune disorder, if you're a woman, is like 50% greater, right? Or you have a 50% chance of getting another autoimmune disorder. So that happened. (laughs) You know, is I don't know. Remember I told you I'm addicted to sugar? I love sugar. Like of any kind. I love mm-hmm. it. It just mm-hmm. tastes good. I love baking, desserts. That's my thing. Always got room for dessert in my stomach. I love sugar, and but I'm addicted to it. And that's kind of what I meant with kind of what I meant. One thing is that if I have some, I want more, and I can't stop because that's how much I love it. So that's where the addiction part comes in. But that's the thing is like when I have more sugar... I would have these energy fluctuations of the weirdest kind, which would be me having sugar, feeling energy, feeling good, not having energy, needing energy, going to sugar. And it's like an endless cycle. So that's kind of something that happened too, which I don't know if you can relate with, but that was definitely, yeah, sugar is a devil, man. (laughs) I hate sugar. I didn't really feel that because I didn't think that was what was happening, but it was what was happening. Like my little fluctuations were due to my body absorbing sugar the way it was. But it got so used to it that I would feel like, because I already struggled with lack of energy. So I couldn't come, I didn't know where it was coming from. It became your norm. It became your new normal. Yeah. So he said, he was like, all right, for the next, my doctor, um, he said, okay, for the next three months, eat a low glycemic diet. And I'm like, what? And, you know, what that has that? been, <laughs> yeah. it is seriously, it's a struggle. I mean, I'm really learning how to deal with it right now. I basically can't have anything except for vegetables and meat. So I'm like, any any snack out there, just, if it's like almond butter or stuff like that, it's a whole different thing. But I would say, he was, uh, he's like, you know, you're going to feel bad for a week and a half. It's going to be pretty bad, but you'll get through it. And I was like, okay, thanks for the warning. I appreciate the warning. And so the fa- and alhamdulillah though it was not a week and a half for me. For me it was one day. Oh. Like the following day I was like what's going on? So normally I wake up and I eat a banana immediately after my I take my medicine I have to wait 30 minutes and I eat a banana. No. No. I was like oh and he asked me he was like okay so what what fruits do you eat? And what kind of food do you eat, right? Whatever. So I tell him he's like okay great great cuz I eat healthy like you know, whatever. And he's like, so what kind of fruits do you eat? And be honest. And I was like, why do you mean be honest? Fruits are great. I'm like, I eat this. And I, and he was like, yeah. <laughs> then he told me how that was all wrong. And I'm like, are you for real? And he was like, oh yeah, bananas. I'm like, oh yeah, I have it every morning, you know? So that was a big thing. So I would eat, start my day with that banana fix. And, <laughs> and then I would eat eggs afterwards or whatever. Eggs are great, apparently. And so I didn't have that the following day. I didn't have the egg the following day. So immediately my body was like, what? 
and so it went down and I felt like not only lack of energy but it was like a dull headache which I don't have so it was like a whole and my eyes were heavy it was like a whole weird situation for a day and alhamdulillah the following day was much better you know the uh, Ami doesn't like that I do this but I don't have fruits much at all now Mm -hmm. But I'm fine. And the thing is because I have artificial sugar in every way. You know, like everything that you get off the store shelves is going to have sugar in it. Let's be real. That's where we live. That's the times that we are in. So I'm I'm just like I have this problem with sugar anyway with the sugar addiction that I just explained. So I don't need to. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to add fruits to that. So. We can't we can't deny the we cannot deny the benefits of fruits. There is a lot Obviously, of benefits of fruits. Yeah. When you have the sugar, but you also have the fibers and the mineral content in the fruits is pretty high as well. So all that stuff is really good and important. Um, I, I didn't you I didn't I don't eat refined sugar before anyway. So so if I was to be eating refined sugar, and then be given this news. I'm already damaging myself with eating refined sugar because it's always like... So, for example, watermelon, I think... The thing about that is it's really hard to find the correct index rating. Watermelon supposedly is like 60 or 70 or something like that, which is pretty, pretty high. Like, I'm supposed to be eating between 40 and 50, right? So, watermelon is 60 in that case. And a mango is also 55 to 60 or something. So, but you have fructose and all those which are in their hundreds. I mean, that stuff is super high. So, immediately you eat it, your body's sending those insulins out. And the thing about that sugar is that there is no benefit. Like there's literally no benefit on the other side. You could eat it with as many proteins as you want, which you can do with the other ones. And that, you know, balances it out. But with that other sugar, you're screwing your body regardless. See, that was the thing. If I had a super clean diet and if I wasn't buying anything pre-made and I could make myself, make everything myself at home all the time, I'm sure I could avoid the the flavors and the sugars and the fructose and all of that. I'm, I'm sure I could avoid it. And then supplement, in a sense, with fruit. The natural, possibly, arguably, the correct way. But I can't. I don't. I don't have that clean diet. I'm getting so much of that fake sugar, which has zero benefits. Yeah. I don't need to add more sugar to it. I'm missing out on the benefits of fruit, yes, but at least I'm not having that ridiculous energy fall, which for me was 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 pretty bad. And I would just crash, and that was not, and then I would need more, and so it's terrible for me personally. So that, anyway, that was my. I feel you, man. The sugar thing, I feel that, and then Rujbaji's off of sugar too. So all three of us are like, yeah, all three <laughs> of our siblings were we're off of. I'm more of my other sister now. Uh, my other sister didn't used to eat um, refined sugar either, so she would be eating, you know, like a little bit of maple syrup or honey or whatever. And I'm like having the time of my life because I've always have a sweet tooth. Like you know, we have Mithai culture in Pakistan. And I was a Mithai fanatic. Like, I love Mithai. And once I couldn't eat it, like, I actually stopped eating it before I was sick because I had already started to eating a little bit healthier. And But it would be like a treat, and I would be like, oh, man, yeah, you know. And now sometimes, sometimes I have these moments where I go back in time and I'm like, I should have eaten as much Mithai as I wanted because right now I can't eat that stuff. Um, and I feel the same way right now. I had this uh, bread mix for a long time. And I got it before the pandemic happened. And so it requires a lot of eggs. And I'm like, you know, in the beginning, there was a shortage of eggs. 
So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to make it because I don't want to use like seven eggs or six eggs or something it calls for. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to do that. And so it was sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, sitting there. And finally, literally finally, I ordered extra eggs the last time that we went grocery shopping or ordered groceries. I was like, I'm going to order another eggs. I'm going to make the bread. And then I had a doctor appointment and I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it was sitting there for months in my pantry. I could have had this bread and now at least for the next three months, I cannot have that bread. So is that little like, are you kidding me? Like, I wish I could have enjoyed all the things. And this is something that I would like to tell everyone. I get it that it's really hard. You have all the things that you enjoy. But really, is it really worth not being able to consume them at all? It's not worth that. As much as I'm like, oh, I wish I could have eaten all the mitai I want. I wish I could have had all the pizza that I wanted. What I know is that it would have been so much worse for me than it is already yeah. now. And no one knows what's going to happen. Even though you regret not eating then, but you feel so much better not eating that then because the yes. effect of it was so much healthier and better. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like He told me it's going to be a week and a half of misery for you. And I was like, all right, fine. But I think it's because I already wasn't you know, addicted to that, that unrefined sugar, at least, that that transition wasn't too bad. But I can imagine if I was, I mean, what I was feeling was horrible. It was, it was like horrible. I'm like, is that what, what drug addicts go through? But like times a hundred maybe, because I mean, obviously I'm not a alhamdulillah drug addict, but I wonder if that's kind of similar. I mean, they get body jitters and all that, right? Like, and mood swings and sweating and, um, I wasn't having any of that, but I mean, I can imagine that it sucks. I mean, you had the headache, which is one thing. Yeah, it was like this this dull, continuous headache throughout the day. Normally, I get headaches if I was to eat something that triggers it, um, something food sensitivity related. I think that happened to me last time when you were over, remember? Like you you made something and we were going to have matcha right afterwards and you were going to make matcha that day. And it was like I ate it and it was like, yeah, I'm not feeling good. And then I was like, I think I'm just going to, because I was having a really bad headache. That's like the worst that I get. Alhamdulillah, it's the thing worse than that. And, and, and I was like, here you go. Thanks for the matcha, but I'm out. So I fell asleep yeah. for like a couple of hours. Yeah. So that's like one of my reactions. But it wasn't that strong headache. It was like dull headache throughout. It was insane. Not worth it, guys. Mm-mm. Not worth it. Leave the sugar alone, man. Leave yeah, it. try your best. And I, and I get it. Like, it's really hard to buy, especially the pre-made things. Yo, if you want to buy them, what? I used to make like brownies all the time, man. Mm. Mm -hmm. But Mm. even let's say that you want to have a healthier version, which doesn't have any refined sugars, it's it's expensive. No, but it's I I I find delicious. But it's not. It's like okay, you can get a Betty Crocker or whatever for like two dollars, and then you have to spend like six dollars a pack on something that's like smaller. And so I know that the the struggle is there. Hmm is not the same unless you get into the habit of it or your palate completely changes and that everything that you're having now mm-hmm. is part of that same new flavor profile, dude it's, which it's is possible without that sugar and then when you have it it is really good i just a huge caveat there but yeah you're yeah right. it's, it's difficult to adjust it because you're like oh wait a minute because you're used to that hundred glycemic index of sugar hitting you in the face but once you stop doing that you're like oh wow this is very tasty your taste buds get accustomed yeah but didn't didn't we talk about that before summer um about the pizzas because you don't have gluten uh you know currently yeah 
Yeah, and we would have pizza that we made, and it was like way more delicious than the yeah. regular pizza that we get. So because, much more flavorful. Yeah, it just eventually you get used to that flavor, but not only used to that flavor, but like l- enjoying it because you're like, this yes. is actually better than the other pizza I've had. Yes, ten out of ten. That yeah. So there's a there's a both sides to the coin. Definitely, I think the prereg is making sure your taste buds get accustomed to the new diet, though. And then you start having these things, and then you can appreciate. So you know how, hold on, this this is going to sound foolish, but it's true. So you know how Western food is like salt and pepper, and that's all you need. And us South Asians over here, like cumin, paprika, no, garam masala, haldi, all of the things. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? So that's the thing. If you're not going to have all of that and then we're, you're telling us to eat Western food, like that ain't nothing until you start calming down on your masala. And then you have Western food. Okay, it's not that bad. I can accept it. It took me a while, though. It took me a while. I'll, I'll say something about this. So I don't eat like legit Pakistani food, right? Like for me now, it's too spicy anyway. But now... I cook differently in our home because it's a mixed culture household anyway. And so I'm like, all right, now looking at the low glycemic diet, what does that mean? What can I eat? I'm looking for recipes. All of them are like this. Steamed beans, salt. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like a a daisy person or a person of any other culture can only eat that. Like, Like, I refuse. What's wrong with garlic? Oh, no, garlic is... What's wrong with red pepper? I'm not trying to... We are not trying to bash... The, the way people eat right but i'm just saying like there is there is a used to system yes but then there is ways that they're out there that are not that common like i know that the way that i cook is fine i just need to omit some of the ingredients but that doesn't mean i just omit all the spices like uh, all the condiments or whatever what is the proper word i think condiment is a proper word i think spices is right i think you're right with saying spices no because turmeric is i mean it's a considered spice. a spice spice trade yeah okay fine it's all spices yeah exactly but then the connotation is like oh my god spices you know it's not it's flavor <laughs> like, you know what i, I mean know. yeah 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 maybe that's the western connotation something but like exactly spices spices, like that's flavor <laughs> yeah it's all, it's all those colorful powders that have more than just like cinnamon powder is a spice not my powder that's a spice it's, yeah it's all spices like, <laughs> yeah i just wanted to clarify that Pumpkin spice. Everyone knows pumpkin spice is not spicy at all. It's just like... I... But it's a spice. I don't enjoy pumpkin spice. Okay, I thought we, I did. We cannot get into this conversation. But I think... <laughs> I think uh, for it... For me, I think I'm very sensitive to the taste of cinnamon. Like, it's very sensitive to me. And pumpkin spice is quite heavy on cinnamon. So every time in recipes that I will be making, it calls for pumpkin spice. I, I always put allspice and I enjoy it. Yeah, allspice I have used as a substitute, but it ain't the same as... I mean, you just have problems, and that's fine. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Probably. Apparently, pumpkin is high glycemic food. Good for you. <laughs> you no, it's not need, good for me. You I had acorn. No the day before... Uh, the day before my appointment, I actually, so sometimes on my Sunna Living Instagram, I share things I'm cooking sometimes. And I really enjoy filming those things in the stories, right? As so I was like, oh, look, that's what I'm making. I made tacos. Drooling. Steak tacos with the taco thingy, uh, grain-free one that I use. Um, and then I made corn next to it. It was such a good corn. 
So <laughs> apparently corn is also high glycemic, like super high, especially sweet corn. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, are you kidding me? So I had corn to actually Corn, carrots, get... peas. And, and, I, and I sent you guys a picture of mangoes. I had brought, I got mango crazy, got nine mangoes that day. And I was like, this is on. It's going to be mango season and cannot have mangoes. So it was, it's definitely just the period. I had to give things away and then throw things away. I have acorn squash sitting there, which I cannot eat, apparently. So, I mean, yeah, it's one of those adjustments. And it's insane. I don't, I, I really, and I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, look, it's not worth it. Okay. Yeah. No, because before even then, like when, when I eat the way before, I thought, I, I mean, I don't recommend people eat that way anyway, but if you have an illness, you don't have a choice. But even then, it didn't feel like I was giving up so much because I was, it was definitely the beginning. I didn't know what to eat. I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to eat. It was horrible in the first month. I didn't know. And then it's like, okay, making changes and finding substitutes and blah, blah, blah. It came to a point where I'm like, I like the way I eat. I think it's healthy. It's fine. It's good for me. But this one is like, oh, my God, this sucks. I don't want anyone to be doing this. Like, it's awful, you know? And I was like, I'm like, there's diabetes that run in his family. I'm like, dude, you have to be careful when you're eating carbs, the simple carbs. Like, oh, so yeah, that's, this is why I really wanted to mention it in the, pot, in the matcha talk today. Because I feel that, you know, some people go, you don't realize that sometimes the things that you're eating are considered healthy, but if you're eating them incorrectly, they are damaging you, you know, so eat them correctly for sure. And if you are taking unhealthy things, then consider, consider taking, getting out of it because it's not worth losing your health. It's not worth losing your health. Uh, but I'm young and I'm so unique. I'm never going to get unhealthy. What are you talking about? I'll be My fine. stomach concerns, my health issues started when I was in high school. I was in 10th grade. I was a tiny person. Like physically, well, I was tiny. I'm in college and I don't have any issues. I have didn't stomachs yours, like every day. Summer, didn't your stuff start in college? My yeah. stuff. So what I will say this, if, you know, uh, in high school was when it really started and I had developed acidity problems, which is a really big indicator for health in general. But what happens is you go to a regular doctor and they give you, they don't give you Zantac anymore, but they gave me, which I took for 10 years, which apparently causes cancer. So we're going to talk about that later. Or, or let's not even talk about that. But then they give you medicine after medicine after medicine, but they're not really addressing like what's really happening. Like, let's fix that, right? They're addressing acidity is here. Let's fix it here, but what's going on there doesn't really matter. So I really honestly feel that, that was the beginning of my health situation. And if I and I feel, and Allah knows best, it was meant to happen this way. But if it had been addressed differently, then I feel my health situation would be different. Public service announcement, y'all heard it here. Yeah. I just Y'all heard it here. I really want to, you know, I have this uh, friend on Instagram. And she's very open about all these things. Uh, she's recently switched over to dealing with kids. Her name is Belinda. Uh, her Instagram handle has changed. But she might shock you. Some people will be shocked by it because the things that she says sometimes makes you uncomfortable. But they're true most of the time. I find them. Like, at the time, I don't know if they are or not. But what I do know, and I'm like, oh, I wish people would know this because I, people don't know the harm that, that we're doing to ourselves thinking that we're not, but then we are. I can talk about this forever. We don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can go back to another topic that you have. Do you have yeah. something to share somewhere? Yes. What happened so, with you? I, this is something 
I have noticed time and time again, not just once or twice, has come up here and there in different situations. But one thing, it happened years ago. Years ago. It happened like two years ago. Was uh, someone has said to me, hey, what's your name? Like, for real. It's It's summer. And he and he's like, no, but for real, for real. I'm like, no, it's not Samar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's summer, and it's spelled S A M A R. So people looking at it often say Samar. So like my professors, teachers, maybe y'all can relate. They would say it in a certain way, and then you would correct them once. You know, in the beginning, they'd be like, hey, wait, so how do you pronounce your name? And you tell them, hey, it's summer. Three months into the class, they've forgotten. They're like Samar. <laughs> that's just how it is because that's what they see they don't hear your name as much as they see it i guess i don't know so because of that uh that one individual asked me hey what's your name and i corrected that person i was like hey it's summer and they're like oh okay thank you for telling me you're summer got it and then a couple months down the line again they were like but wait what was your it was summer right it was, right? I'm like, yeah. Why are other people calling you Samar? Because I'm tired of correcting them. That's <laughs> Good question. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm tired of playing this game. I corrected you once. I did my part. You weren't interested, and you decided to forget how to say my name. I got better things to worry about. So whatever. But he responded, no, but that's your name. Don't let people mess up your identity. Like, that's who you are. You correct them as many times as necessary and he was someone i respected so i was like oh okay mm -hmm. all right i guess i guess i should correct people more fine i mean not the biggest thing out of my life not the smallest either mm -hmm. fine <laughs> you know and then more recently i've begun to kind of understand maybe his perspective or what he meant uh especially in the current climate uh where we're talking about cultural sensitivity Kind of things. So, one, do you know the name of the Saudi Arabian prince? Mohammed bin somebody, right? MB something. But see, that's the thing. What's his name? Why is it MB something? Why are you shortening his name? As just a side note, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad they're shortening his name because of the kind of stuff that he does. I'm like, can you please not connect it to the name Mohammed? That would be great. So I'm I mean, kind of glad they call him MBS. In a sense. However, that's not who he is. Call him who he is. What's his name? I'm going to call him MBS because he don't deserve to be called Muhammad. Okay, you can call M. <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Fine. But you see that, that little difference that happens when you're calling someone something else. There is that difference that happens mentally. Yeah. It's, be, it's like you, I can't pronounce your name. I'm going to just call you what I can. Nah, that's not my name though that's not who I am what are you and then it was interesting because I was again I was training someone at work someone walked in with an interesting name and I was like I love this name it's so great I love I love the especially like the uh, Indian brothers and sisters man they have the fantastic names and I'm, I'm like alhamdulillah being Pakistani we can pronounce them but yeah I can understand it is kind of difficult uh, especially for Westerners or, you know, people of other cultures, it's, it is hard to pronounce other names. I get the struggle, but you put in the effort, you know, yeah. you gotta at least put in the effort. Agreed. When you ask, you know, and now you're accountable. Now you mm -hmm. know you're accountable. 
that being said, the person I was training had a, you know, a traditional, like a classic uh, Western name, which, mm. you know, very, it's not uh, complicated for us to say or to see and pronounce. So, uh, but I just turned to her and asked her, has anyone ever asked you how to pronounce your name? She's like, no. It's like, wow. <laughs> like, but she like, had a name that would be difficult. Oh, the, the person who was called Alice or Mary. Yes. So let me clarify. Yeah. You were like, has anyone asked you? <laughs> yeah. Let me clarify. Someone. Maybe who... if she goes to another country, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So to clarify, the one who walked in had a complicated name and it was an Indian name, which I was like, I love it. And so I was like pronouncing it because I'm like, I love the, you know, <laughs> I was just mm-hmm. having fun with it. And then... And then she's kind of like, oh, wow, you know, you can pronounce it. I can't. And then I just, that was, that's what prompted me. Has anyone ever asked you how to pronounce your name? And she said, no, I've never. And I was very amazed by that because I've had this conversation repeatedly. Uh, my teachers all, you know, all throughout school, college have always messed up my name. Classmates have messed up my name. Because I'm, you know, I guess I'm not social. So they forget who I am. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, it didn't happen too often in like high school and stuff, but I mean college. Oh yeah, ten out of ten, and it's just interesting. And and then I saw this MB whatever is the is MBS. the uh, yeah, and I was very upset because in is the it beginning, Mohammed bin Salman? I think I think maybe that's his name, Mohammed bin Salman. Maybe you might be right, and I I should have done the research. Uh, maybe irony. But I, when I saw this video in the beginning, they were talking about, oh, this is, and they state his full name. But for the sake of this video, we will call him MBS. Hold up. You said his name. You said his name once and you said it right. Why are you going to shorten his name now in a recorded video? To me, that was a little ridiculous. No, I would say this. Like, if that's the name that he wants to go by, then that's the name he wants to go by. Like, no Does one he is... want to go by MBS? Did he say that? I don't know, but that's just how people know him. I would be interested to know that people who know, who live in the country... True. True. In the beginning, I did not hear that. Because I was politically active in the beginning. When he first... But that was not a thing. People were I saying his full name. Yeah, but I think it's important if the conversation that we're having is to be like, you know, I think if you're if you're younger, like if you're a child in school or whatever, that's different. But if it's an adult person, he's like, all right, call me Sam instead of my name Samia. All right, you want to be called as Sam. You're an adult. You make the choice. But when you're in school and in, I mean, just imagine that, right? Like this, it's a child going to a school setting and there's a bunch of Alice's and Mary's and John's and Jacob's sitting around. And here it comes. I don't know. Give me a name. Anjali, for instance, right? Yeah. Oh, how do you? What's your name? Everybody's like, what's your name? Oh, oh I'm just going to call you Angie. Like, why would you call me Angie? Like, that's not a decision that I'm making. Yes. I'm already like, right? Like with John and Jacobs, like I'm already an outsider. I'm a brown person. And now you can't even say my name properly. So immediately it's like, oh, you're just, you're just not, you don't belong here. That's the, that's what happens mentally. That's what I mean. It's like beyond just MBS and, you know, how he might be, if that is his nickname, that's what he wants to go by. Fine. You know, you do your thing, but it takes away your identity. And that's what I didn't understand when that person said that to me a couple years back. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let people change your name. Your name is Summer. So this should they should call you that. 
and yeah i'm lazy and i don't care and stuff but at the same time no it is an in- implicit kind of a thing where you feel like you don't belong because they don't even know how to say your name exactly. i know how to say all of y'all name you know all of y'all yeah names. i did my part right <laughs> yes <laughs> so why can't you say my name and it's not even a hard name. It's summer. It's the season. Come on. I've told you once. <laughs> you know, it should be fine. You know about the uh, the teacher that, uh, so uh, our siblings, we're four siblings together. Three of us went to the teacher, was the same teacher for the humanities class in the college we attended. And so one of the siblings, our brother, and he has what we people consider a very complicated name. And so he used his last name, right? And and then he would use my sister's last name and then my last name. He would always refer to as like the like, as like, you know, um, last name first, second and third. So I was like the last name third. That was my name in class. And Samia is I mean, I understand it could be hard. People say Samia, they say different sort of Samias. But I mean just not even saying my first name. It was like I was like, Okay, that's funny, but I never really enjoyed that as an adult, you know? I and mean, then I remember gone. Yeah. But, but interestingly, not really to this point, he had this section in the class where he was talking about different religions, and he used to be a pastor, or uh, I believe pastor was his uh, was his term. And he went, was going through all the prophets, you know, humanities class, somehow they're connected. I still don't know, but I guess they are. And he was going down, 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 down. He's like, Jesus, blah, 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 blah. The end. He never mentioned our prophet, Muhammad, never even mentioned it in a in an educational setting. He was like, at the end, I was like, man, you have bigger issues than just not being able to pronounce my name. Wow. Did he really? Yeah. And there was another instance. (laughs) No, I mean. I mean, I get that's what you believe. But since we're in a humanities class, just accept that there's a a whole lot of people in the world that do believe. In the Abrahamic tradition. Yeah. And we're not talking about like, this is Christian belief. It was like the Abrahamic tradition. So you, so we consider ourselves to be Abrahamic tradition. Hinduism doesn't consider them to be Abrahamic, for instance, right? And so, so let's address all the people who can call themselves Abrahamic. But Christianity, and, Judaism, and Islam is all Abrahamic. Yeah. And he just skipped the Islam. And then another thing he did, which was really interesting thing, um, was we were, and he was a good teacher otherwise. He really was a good teacher. Made it really interesting. Okay. And he liked me all the time. <laughs> I know, I know, right? But it was it was not fair. Uh, another thing he did was, you know, in the in Istanbul, I believe that's where the masjid is, Hagia Sophia, right? Yeah, that's Istanbul. Obviously, everybody knows about it now. If that didn't do before, they have these like huge plaques over there with Arabic calligraphy. And according to him, nobody in his class was figuring out what it was. Even Muslims couldn't. And the way I mean, you could see Ali, you could uh, read, um, you could read Ali, Abu Bakr, you know, uh, and I think, and then obviously Muhammad and Allah, Muhammad Sallallahu and those names are there. Um, and this is words years ago, so I'm trying to remember. And then there was this one which you couldn't. I mean, it was really hard. I'm like, what is that? Like, I didn't know what it was. The day that he asked, I'm like, I have no idea. And the following day. I was like, oh, I know what it is. It's Uthman. Of course. Of course it's Uthman. Like, right? And, I was like, and he was like, yeah, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I, like, I know this is it. But he just completely dismissed my idea. Completely. Like, oh, yeah. Like, as if he really sure. wants to believe that no Muslim no one knows what this word is. So it was just really interesting. Like, I didn't know. Now that I look back at it, I'm like, the dude definitely had bigotry, racism in him. He was a good person otherwise. But he had that in him. So... So I don't know, a, a people who have issues pronouncing your name might be struggling with something a lot more than just not being able to pronounce your name. 
I guess. But see, this wasn't even just about my name. The, another thing that, you know, we talked about this in our last podcast was about people making informational videos about other cultures and kind of talking about them in a way which is skewed, biased. Uh, it comes out skewed or biased. And even though they're trying their best to be informational, but it's just not, it's just, it's just not correct to the culture. If someone of that culture is listening, they would be very upset about what they heard. And mm-hmm. another aspect is that is, is them not even pronouncing the name of the country they're professing to, to share the information of, you know? Yeah. So this is what goes on in Pakistan. Isn't it? Didn't Who something happen? I actually saw this. <laughs> I saw this on a uh, one of those late night comedy shows years ago when Obama pronounced Pakistan correctly. I think I remember it. It was like a whoa. Yeah, they were like, "Why is he it? saying Pakistan? Like, why is right that?" And I was like, "Wait, son. I'm like, is that supposed to be funny? Like, I don't find this funny at all. I think that's really cool. As a president, he's talking about a country. He knows how to pronounce the country's name. It's just about respecting." You know? Yeah, and people were like, oh, oh, I'm like, no, I don't think there's there's no funniness here. There's only appreciation here. Not to mention he's killing all of us uh, Pakistanis, all right? Let's ignore that. But he's saying the name properly. Like, please know who you're killing, right? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, not to get political. We try not to get political. We always end up. Um, But that was interesting, though. That That was interesting. I think I agree with you. Yeah. And another thing, I know, like, Germany doesn't call themselves Germany, do they? It's Deutschland, right? Well, what Koreans don't call that Korea either. They say Hangul or something, right? Exactly. Um, so you I'm, see, I'm now, now it's different. Into, no, I'm taking it like no. We should we should be learning the name of the country as the country says their name is. Okay, look. What's so difficult about that? I think it's the same thing about no. I can't pronounce Samia. I'm gonna just call you Sam. No, I understand what you're saying. And I and I agree with you on an individual level. But I don't know if I agree with you on a country level. That's like something they all decided a long time ago. And if I was to go to a person Probably who did. is... You know, it, 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 it will be interesting to talk to a person who is Korean in this in this instance. It's be like, okay, how would you prefer the world to call your country? I would prefer the world to call my country, which is in the news quite often enough now, to call it Pakistan. Yeah. I agree on that. I don't want it Iraq. You know, like, I say it right. No, no, I agree with that. But I don't know. I mean, that's like a huge different change. But I think the individual level, I mean, we can do people. Yeah. And I do have, and I, I want to ask some of our, our Southeast Asian brothers and sisters, if you can enlighten me a little bit, because that happens a lot in your culture where people have very specific names, either Chinese or Korean or even Vietnamese, and they're called Alice or or Annie or something, right? Like, I've heard a lot of that. And so I, I want to know, like, how do you feel about that? Is that something you like? Or that's something you're okay with? Like, on the outside, considering the conversation we're having, I've, I've thought about this before previously, and I'm like, I don't really like that. I wish people would learn to pronounce your name properly, but, I mean, that's just me imposing my views on you. So please let us know. How and another thing, feel? actually, just a little addition to that, I did have a friend from Burma, Myanmar, Myanmar, and she did change her name legally to a Western name. So she, and this was something since she was young, she had always wanted to do, change her name, change her name to a Western name. Which is name. a whole different conversation, isn't it? 
I think maybe that might be a little something of it. But at least in her case, what I'm trying to say, it wasn't a nickname or anything. It was a legal change that she did. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat. I'd love to I'd love to hear from the perspective of the people who were professing to share information about. <laughs> so tell us. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know for sure. Because I know that if you're talking about identity and name and all those things, I know that when I was in high school and middle school, I didn't want to be brown. I didn't want to be looked at as a Pakistani person. I did not want to associate myself with the look of a brown person. And I'm saying that completely understanding how messed up that is. But that was my mindset at that time because I felt like I was an outsider. I wasn't pretty enough. My food wasn't okay. My language wasn't okay. My clothing wasn't okay. Nothing that I had was okay. And so I wanted to be somebody else. And I'm not the only one. You'll be surprised how many people have shared that with me because I made a blog post about it like years ago. And people share that with me because that's a very common thing with immigrants that you're like, I don't feel like I belong here because you're not accepted as who you are because maybe it's the name change. Because maybe people are like, oh my God, oh, I talked about this so much. It was kind of like, so people are not talking about Haldi, right? Turmeric. Yeah. For those who don't know, oh my God, it's amazing. It's hell, la, la, la. And I'm like, dude, we've been using that for medicinal and to eat for centuries in our tradition. But if we use it, oh my God, what is that? Oh, that smells really bad. It's spicy and bad for your stomach. It's spicy. Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, but you're eating it now. It's turmeric lattes. It's uh, turmeric cauliflower curry, right? Like, it's all these fancy names. And it's like, wait a minute. You know, you're taking it from somebody. And if we were to do it, you consider it wrong. That's appropriation right there. Then you consider it wrong. But then if you were to do it, then it's really righteous and good. And same thing with the henna. Oh, my God, what is on your hand? People have told me, oh, it looks like bird poop on your hand. That's what they would say. But now it's like you will pay 100 bucks to get a design on you. Like what? You know? So it's like a touchy topic with me for a reason because I grew up hating who I was. I don't know why. No one told me in my family to hate who I was. I don't know who told me to do that. I I was young, right? Like, y'all didn't tell me that, oh, Samia, you should hate being a Pakistani. Never. <laughs> no. And But that's what I experienced. And that's a lot of people experience. And, and just n- calling someone by their name is the least you can do to make them feel like their identity, their personality, them themselves as a human being, they're welcomed in your space. Yeah. And, you know, someone had asked me just a few days ago, we were just having a sit down and actually, our workplace uh, sent out a um, like a training about implicit biases and all these things. And so they said, you know, talk with a coworker, and you might be surprised what they have noticed that you haven't noticed about yourself. So in, uh, in light of that, we were just having a conversation. Hey, what's up? You know. And so one thing that was mentioned was uh, the the hijab, right? I had always, without an issue, I never hated my culture, my religion, or being Western or not, American or not, Pakistani or not. I'm just like, I am who I am, chilling in my life. I'm summer, <laughs> all right? And that's For me, it's as simple as that. Alhamdulillah, didn't get too complicated. Uh, but And so in that, in that regard, when I started wearing the hijab and people called it a scarf, I called it a scarf, actually, because I went to Target and I bought a scarf and I used it in a way to make a hijab. So for mm-hmm. me, it's like a scarf. So if you call it, hey, it's a pretty scarf, I'm like, that's fine. It is a scarf. 
because that's that's how it was advertised that's how i bought it (laughs) like it's fine it's a scarf uh thanks you know it's a compliment thank you uh however i have heard and i think you might have been the one to share it with me that some people actually get upset like it's not a scarf it's a hijab call it a hijab and some people get up yeah some people take it personally yeah and i'm too i guess tolerant of it i don't mind it i like i said that's for me that's what it is but my coworker was asking asking me about it is that a really offensive thing if i just want to say hey that's a pretty scarf and i was like you know what to me no i don't it's a compliment and then i remembered i said but wait i know some people get upset because it's not a it's not really a scarf for them it's a hijab you know and then she's like oh wait i thought that was the whole with the face covering no that's a niqab and then you're getting into all of these things <laughs> i was yeah. like just remember that this thing that you see me wearing is a hijab you know that's that's what is at least um that's what it is and so if you're gonna compliment someone i guess it's important to at least term use the correct term use the correct terminology say it correctly it's not a scarf it's a hijab and then i was like wait a second if we're gonna talk about me maybe you should say my name correctly (laughs) and it kind of clicked wait a second identity where's a hijab (laughs) yeah not samar wears a scarf and it was a it was a little moment i had I had an idea, uh, just a, the thought, and I don't know. Maybe someone has done this research already. So every time, you know, in the right wing of media stations, sometimes whenever something awful happens that happens to be conducted by a Muslim, and maybe a woman, a hijabi woman, is included, do they refer to it as a hijab or they call it a scarf? I want to know when the word hijab is used in the media compared to the word scarf. Media never uses the word hijab. What you talking about? No, 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 no. I have a, f- I'm suspicious, totally suspicion, but I think they probably use it. Uh, I see what you're saying. You when might be right. When they want to use it, I think <laughs> yeah. you might be right. Mm-hmm. I think so. And then you know, okay, hold on. So in school, I studied architecture. So we were talking about an architectural masterpiece. Controversy, but it was, <laughs> it was an architectural okay. piece, uh, in India. Uh, spelled C-H-A-N-D-I-G-A-R-H. Chandgar? Chandigar. Gar, oh, like oh. Garha. You know, Gar. right? like oh, Gar. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually thought, is it supposed to be Chandigar? Or like, what is it? But no, it's like yeah. Gar. And I asked, I asked my mom about it. Uh, and I was like, Amma, is Chandigar or what? She said, no, it's Chandigar. I know what you're talking about. I was like, oh my God, do you know this? It was super cool. She knew <laughs> what I was talking yeah. about. And uh, she said, no, it's Chandigarh. And she explained a little bit. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's interesting. But what we're learning about this architectural piece where context matters and these are the materials that were used and this is the idea behind it and this is the man, the architect, and this is what it is and it's a piece and this and that called Chandigarh. Chandigarh. Chandigarh? Are you kidding me? But... Okay, so let's have the discussion, right? Like, where do you, <laughs> where do you draw the line? Because sometimes it's legitimately uh, difficult to pronounce something, right? So, uh, at what point do we say, "Hey, learn this"? You practice if you're going to be teaching it to others. You practice to say it right. It's hard. It's hard. Like niqab does not come easily to me, but I make an effort because. 
a lot of people are listening to me, you know? And so I will try to say it right. If I'm just talking to me and you, I'm sorry, it's probably not going to come out right. It's hard for me to say the cough, okay? <laughs> well, I'm kind of like the effort. IKEA furnishings, right? The IKEA furnishings are all in Swedish and no one can pronounce them. It's like no one really knows how to pronounce them. <laughs> but we're not teachers teaching other people. IKEA is the height of everything. IKEA is everything. It's beautiful. It's everything. And it's called... That's what I mean. If you're going to be talking about a culture Properly and like explaining it... And then same with Hagia Sophia, you know, uh, we talked about all of these things in class. As a teacher, that's your responsibility to say it, right? Now, so by the way, yeah, it on. might be Hagia Sophia, not Hagia Sophia. Please, please. Right, right. We're talking about this. Right. I don't really know. Irony. I know that the, the teacher was Hagia Sophia, the one I told I've you heard, about. I've heard Hagia Sophia. Yeah. But Hagia Sophia, Hagia Sophia or something is something I recently heard. I'm like, what is this really pronounced? I don't know. Y'all need to educate me on a lot about stuff. Today. And you know, if our teachers had educated us correctly, I would have been able to tell you correctly, this is the way it's pronounced. Well, I was being educated by a, maybe a high, like a borderline bigot person. So I can't really say. Hey, hey, that's the thing. That's the thing. Borderline. <laughs> if you're going to be a teacher or in, or in a place, not even a teacher, like I said, we're not teachers, but we have the responsibility to A make the effort say stuff right or b recognize that it might not be right all y'all i'll never get the ikea names right all I your just want y'all to know all your turkish people gotta tell us how to pronounce that which we just yeah talked about. i think i think there was a uh video i saw on youtube from a person who was uh swedish and they were like they were laughing at everyone else who says things and they're like girl they were not i'm like it's not our fault I- ikea doesn't put like the phonetics on the bottom they should but they don't do it so yeah we try our best man yeah i know i would be interested to see how daisy people pronounce ikea and like like true daisy people you know like like the who are not familiar with english oh i want to hear that <laughs> <laughs> that would be, be really, really cool. fun yeah i would enjoy that i was listening to welsh actually they were talking about the welsh um language which i don't know what the name of the language is but welsh i think it's welsh right i don't yeah. know i wasn't educated on we this, are like so we're not even like prepared for this topic no, today but I didn't we never prepare research. so <laughs> welcome to much y'all i don't oh. know how to say hi sophia <laughs> But we're gonna talk about it. Welsh. We're gonna talk about it and be. And we're like, you should know your names. (laughs) Oh, this is so ironic. Anyways, anyways, we're gonna learn. We're gonna correct ourselves, and the next one is gonna be great. It's gonna be great. But is y'all gotta tell us? Y'all gotta tell us what it is, and and we'll (laughs) we'll listen to the Turkish people. We'll listen to the actual Welsh people, and say the name of the language. Uh, as it's supposed <laughs> to be said, or as you would like others to say, you know, whatever. Anyway, so that was a, also a very interesting language uh, in terms of like you know the the cough kind of thing, and then the rolling R's, Ooh. and you know they had they had some stuff. I, I don't c- think I've ever heard Welsh. I before. could see myself struggling to pronounce those things, you know, and it was but it was amazing. If I was a teacher talking about it, I mean, maybe I should have, you know. Like, like, if I'm in a position where I'm going to talk about to a bunch of people, I would have had to do some serious practice. 
I saw something actually it's a really interesting point that you just mentioned that because I there was like a movie I saw recently I don't know when it was about the uh prince uh who's the prince right now prince william i think no no not prince william the dad charles? You know, the, the queen of charles? england charles charles there you go so when he was going to be given this authority over welsh people didn't want it because there was like a fight and whatever going on at that time wales so he well <laughs> thank you Prince of Wales title. There you go. He was going to become Prince of Wales. People were like, what is that? Why is he going to become Prince of Wales? He doesn't know nothing about our culture. And it was like a really contentious issue. So he actually went over there and he studied and he to learn to speak Welsh so that he can get some credibility and get some respect. I mean, that's the in a place where that he can do if he's going to be have the title. Yeah, of I mean, prince. we're not talking about it was legitimate or not. That's not at all. But I thought that it was really important. Yeah. Considering what we're talking about, if you're going to be involved or engaged in something, at least what you can do is be knowledgeable say it correctly. Give it some respect. Yeah, and they showed in that movie that he was saying stuff that he didn't really know it was offensive to them. Because that just showed that he had no idea of the people that he was going to be governing over, you know. And so it was like a really interesting thing. And they were like really offended by some of the stuff he was saying. Um, eventually, in the end, in the movie, they showed that he did does win their hearts over. Uh, I don't know what the reality is. But it was really cool a to... A touching movie, I'm sure. Very touching. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it, it actually revealed some good things, but also some bad things. But in the end, I, I have a really, I always keep reservations whenever I watch things like that. It's like all the reservation that you don't know how much of it is true. Kind of like Shakespeare writing King Henry III, whatever. I mean, it's like heroes or, or King Henry III was not a hero. But, you know, addressing them a certain way, there's always going to be the that there. But I think we're actually reaching to 56 minutes or something like that of our podcast. Normally, we stay within 45. <laughs> we're here for one hour today. <laughs> So actually, if you check out the show notes in the description uh, below, you can see the gist of what we talked about and everything is going to be right there. And whatever you want to communicate, you can hit say salams and leave us a private message there so you don't have to reveal your identity. And you can share exactly how awful you have been in pronouncing Hagia Sophia (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. And tell us, tell us what horrible hypocrites we are. (laughs) Just tell us. It's fine. Yeah, like y'all didn't even... Okay, so, uh, you know what? <laughs> it is what it is. It's over now. We admit it, all right? Yeah. But I think, I think though, we owe that to us, and actually to us first, to hang up whenever we hang up, and then research those things, so how to say them properly, all the words that we have mispronounced, and all those things. So I'm looking forward to hearing your comments about the questions that were addressed in this video, that if you are Southeast Asian... How do you feel about people pronouncing your name incorrectly or giving you a fake name? How do you feel about that? Is that cool or not? And then anything else uh, about the mispronunciation you want to share? Or earlier on, we talked about sugar stuff. Let us know if you have anything to share about that. We, ta- we covered up quite a few topics. And today. just in case, just in case there's a German listening, is it Deutschland or not? I'm just yeah we're gonna look for that inshallah too and say how the germans pronounce themselves and and then like how you you know that kind of thing if you're from another country and the world says another western name for it would you want them to say it correctly or not yeah 
I think I know the answer to that one. And also, obviously, don't forget to check out our Instagram and Matcha Talk. You can reach us out there, connect with us there, keep in touch so you don't miss our episode releases and all the gems and little pieces that we share over there. With we you. share dramatic quotes, y'all. We share dramatic quotes from yours <laughs> yeah. truly. <laughs> so thank you for having matcha slash water with us. Or air. <laughs> um, and we will talk with you next time. Assalamu alaikum. <laughs>